This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Thursday, March 31st, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Waymo is offering more autonomous rides. The COVID lockdown in Shanghai takes a bite out of production. And automakers say they're fine with tougher regulations. Also, another startup wants to make and sell EVs in the U.S. Is this a contender or a pretender? We'll get into it a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Let's start in Washington, where major U.S. and foreign automakers backed the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency's new tougher vehicle emissions regulations. The support comes as Texas and 15 other states have challenged the EPA's move, which reverses a rollback of tailpipe rules under former President Donald Trump. In a court filing, the Alliance for Automotive Innovation said the EPA rule will challenge the industry but provides automakers with critically important flexibility. The Alliance represents nearly all major automakers. The new rules require a 28% reduction in vehicle emissions through 2026 and aim to speed a U.S. shift to more electric vehicles. Of course, EVs need batteries, batteries need minerals that aren't always as available as companies would like. To try to address this lack of supply, U.S. President Joe Biden may sign an order encouraging domestic production of those minerals. A source telling Reuters the move could come as early as this week. Bloomberg reports that the effort would add battery materials to the list of items covered by the 1950 Defense Production Act. That's the authority Harry Truman used to make steel for the Korean War and Donald Trump invoked to spur mask and ventilator production in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. Such an order could help mining companies extracting minerals such as lithium, nickel, and cobalt to access government funding for feasibility studies or efforts to modernize existing facilities. Prices for the minerals have surged recently due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, along with increasing global EV demand. In China, Shanghai is under a strict lockdown in an effort to stop an outbreak of COVID-19 cases, and it's continuing to affect auto output there. Tesla has reportedly extended the suspension of production at its factory near Shanghai by at least two days. A notice seen by Reuters said that output will be idled through at least Saturday. Meanwhile, Volkswagen Group says it will partially shut down output at its Shanghai factory due to a lack of parts from suppliers. VW manages the plant with its Chinese joint venture partner, SAIC Motor, General Motors, which also has a JV with SAIC, has continued to operate by maintaining a bubble at the factory where workers reportedly are sleeping on the floor. And finally, the autonomous future is getting a few inches closer. Waymo says it will begin offering rides in San Francisco without a driver behind the wheel. The fully autonomous rides will be available only for Waymo staff to start In addition, the Google affiliate also says it is expanding its Arizona operations to cover downtown Phoenix. Waymo has offered driverless rides to the public in parts of the Phoenix metropolitan area since 2020. 
And that's the news you need to know. Vietnamese upstart VinFast is racing into the U.S. with manufacturing as well as direct sales. Does the excitement around EVs give it enough runway to get going? We'll look into it after this. As online experiences have continued to evolve, it's clear dealers need an approach that will keep them in the business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big picture, holistic approach, visit rayray.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. The U.S. auto market has another EV startup trying to elbow its way in. Is this the perfect time to do such a thing or a foolish overreach? VinFast has good partners, good funding, and as of this week, a new site for a battery factory and vehicle assembly plant in North Carolina. To try to sort out whether this impatient industrial company from a tiny communist country in Asia has a shot in the world's most lucrative market, I called up Lonnie Iliff, our EV specialist in Silicon Valley. Lonnie Iliff, welcome back to Daily Drive. It's great to be here. You've been writing about VinFast. This week, the, this startup from Vietnam pledged $2 billion to build a battery and EV assembly plant in North Carolina. I saw some models from VinFast at the Los Angeles show, but they were just shells, right? Painted bodies with no visible interior components. Are we supposed to believe this company is going to be a real automaker employing thousands of Americans in just two years? Well, I have been talking to some industry insiders, some analysts, and some people who you know are familiar with the company, have watched it uh, grow, and their assessment is that a strong maybe, in terms <laughs> of uh, you know VinFast, kind of the, I guess it's an obvious joke or an obvious association in the auto industry is they're moving fast. Uh, they yeah. were established in 2017 in Vietnam. They built their first combustion engine car um, in 2019 using BMW technology. So they've had to, you know, borrow technology like automakers do. Um, they now dominate the, the Vietnamese auto market. Um, they delivered their first EV in Vietnam in December, right? <laughs> and now they say that they're going to, they're taking pre-orders in the U.S. and I believe in Canada they have plans to go to Europe. And so this is kind of the money shot is what I hear from people in, in the industry that, you know, this is the time to hit the EV market. I mean, it's early, but, you know, you have to set up, you know, 
your your distribution network, even if it's yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And not dealers, because it's a, a direct to sales model. And then you have to set up your factory and, and all that. And, you know, Stephanie Brindley from IHS, uh, she and I were having a, a conversation via email. And she was saying that, you know, it's going to be tough for the first few years. But when there's this massive EV market, you know, maybe they'll they'll you know get through the 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 cash burn and the and the setting up the factory and all the mistakes they're going to make right because they're <laughs> they're they're going to make mistakes but it's kind of this silicon valley model in a way just you know do it and fix it on the fly like tesla did and you know look at them i don't want to make the comparison because this is a different deal but they're kind of using some of that that model you know let's do it well it is they're certainly right. It is a transformative time in the industry. I keep pointing out, right, uh, before Tesla, there, uh, to my knowledge, there had not been a, an automaker started and that succeeded, you know, since Honda. And so now we've got Tesla, Rivian, Lucid, you know, and a whole slew of other startups that are less well-funded, but... Uh, Certainly, there's more openness to trying new brands in the market than than there had been in the past. That's- yeah, and that's what I hear from people like like uh, Stephanie Brindley or Jessica Caldwell at Edmonds. That when you get down to you know younger people, they're they're you know they're much more open to you know switching brands, and also there's kind of like the Tesla has you know kind of changed the reality in the sense that Tesla's a new brand and it's the cool great brand, right? In terms of you know, younger people. And so younger brands can come in and then they'll at least get a shot, right? In terms of, uh, in terms of loyalty. And, um, you know, we'll see, you know, in your first question, I didn't really answer it, but in terms of the product, you know, what, what I hear from, from people who know about VinFast is that they're, they're really focused on the product. They are using, you know, uh, good suppliers and good designers, um, and they're not afraid, you know, to 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 go to these uh, well-known sources and say, "Help us, you know, do this thing." And the pictures of the interior I've seen are kind of like Tesla, but maybe even a little more premium in terms of like uh, materials. You know, the the center screen, um, Italian designed, and um, you know, we'll we'll see. But they, when you look at the pricing, like forty thousand to fifty thousand. And then you have to pay, you know, for the, the battery, you lease the battery and pay $100 or $200 or something a month for the battery that, you know, maybe you can get into a more luxurious vehicle as opposed to, you know, a Hyundai or a VW. But obviously that's all to be seen. Right, right. So also like Tesla, they are planning to come to the U.S. market with a direct to consumer retail model. They're not signing up dealers. Right. And they, they already have, they have a, a website and um, they're actually taking pre-orders. And I think there's, um, I think it's until the first week in April, they're actually um, offering people like a $3,000 coupon and a $5,000 coupon. If they, um, if they make a, uh, you know, like a, it's even a refundable deposit, but like a, maybe, you know, sign up some early bird people and I mean, they say they're going to l- deliver their their first vehicles by the end of the year in the U.S., but I've also heard some people say, you know, that's 
probably optimistic with, um, you know, EPA, EPA rules and, you know, all the rules they have to go through with the government to, to be able to sell cars in the U.S. You know, obviously putting them on a ship and sending them is not that complicated, but getting all the approvals would be. Yeah, safety, fuel economy, all those things that uh, yeah. have been known to uh, trip up some foreign automakers once in a while. Right, especially with coronavirus, all those offices got like super behind and, you know, people had to, had to hold back introductions. So, you know, we'll see there. And obviously, you know, they probably have their own chip problems. I don't know personally, but it seems like every automaker has some chip problems. Yeah, chips and ships are, are both big problems for, for yep. everybody. Yep. Absolutely. So one of the things that really stood out to me in this announcement this week about the factory is that, they, that they're putting it in North Carolina. The Tar Heel State had really been left out of the auto boom in the Southeast, Southeastern US, you know, even while its neighbors in South Carolina and Georgia and Tennessee uh, all have gotten plants, um, multiple plants, yes, multiple plants. Um, now, North Carolina has Toyota building a battery plant, probably followed by an assembly plant uh, near Greensboro. Uh, and now this VinFast operation, prepackaged to double in size, you know, going up in, near Raleigh and Durham, is sort of like North Carolina's having a moment. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you you can tell from you know their press release that they were extremely pleased. You know, <laughs> in terms of 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 using the you know the recent uh, investments to say we want to be this kind of clean energy manufacturing state. We have this, you know, big industrial park. And now, uh, you know, with VinFast, we have an important client here, starting off with $2 billion assembly plant, battery factory plant, maybe going even to $4 billion. VinFast has also said they make electric buses and they'd like to make electric buses for the U.S. market. And so this is no, you know, this is no small thing if, you know, everything goes through as they're saying it's going to go through. It is really a big, a, a big get for North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Aleph, thank you so much for being on the show again. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on EV startups, battery plant investments, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your daily routine. Now, let's all get back to work. <laughs>